everyone. This is your one and only source, a Gossip Girl podcast. I'm Olivia. And I'm Miranda. And today we are here to talk to you about season one, episode four of HBO Max's Gossip Girl. The episode is called Fire Walks with Z. Um, Before we get started, Olivia, I'd like to bring up a tweet from three years ago that could get you canceled. So um, get excited. I don't think I've used Twitter in over three years, to be honest. That's very fair. I also think... um, I've known you for four years so if you were tweeting cancelable things three years ago you would have heard about it because (laughs) I would have said something yeah again I don't think I've tweeted in three years to be honest when that was the thing when when uh Julian said like oh I I was 13 I was like that was three years ago (laughs) right this wasn't a decade or two ago this was not that long it's not like you're 22 and the tweet you came out when you were 12 like right it was what it would have been 2018 well and julian were you a different person because i honestly don't see her saying something like that you know i i don't think I don't it fits we'll with get her into character it. that well i had a lot of thoughts on that oh. um anyway so the director of this like i said in our last episode the director was jennifer lynch yes like david lynch uh, anyway um and this episode was written by two people who seemed to do a lot of writing together it was courtney and purdue who was a writer's assistant on Haunting of Hill House. Shout out Olivia. She loved Love Haunting of Hill House. And I liked Legacies. the new one too. Um, the Bly Manor. Yeah, Haunting of Bly Manor. Very good. Better than I thought it was going to be, honestly. There's also the you um, element of Bly Manor. The show. The show you. Oh, how so? Uh, wasn't the girl from season two like the main character on that? oh yeah okay yes 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 <laughs> you said that like it was such a stretch anyway and well, no, also, I thought you meant I thought you meant it there was some sort of like connection as in, like because they're both based on books or whatever I don't know oh, I no. was in a different no, no, universe no. I just meant like the people in them that's all I yes. guess and then um Courtney was also a staff writer on trinkets and then the other one is Bandu Saidu. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. I'm very sorry. Who was a writer on Bigger and Trinkets as well. So they work I've, together a lot. I've never heard of Bigger or Trinkets. Trinkets is a Netflix show. Um, oh. So based on like Haunting of Hill House and Trinkets, I think that you probably do a lot of like Netflix stuff. Who doesn't? Um, and then, right. yeah, Legacies, we know Vampire, uh, Vampire Diaries spinoff. Yeah. Um, the Legacies. Thomas would... was on. What? What? Oh, the legacies was the was the kids one. I'm thinking of the originals. Yes, God, that was so good. I love that show. The fact that there was the amount of media that has spun off from this is so off topic. The amount of media that has spun off from Vampire Diaries is appalling because you know you have the regular shows like Legacies and uh, the originals, but Twilight, originally Vampire Diaries fan fiction, Fifty Shades of Grey, Twilight fan fiction. So it's really just like a whole. A whole universe that has spun off from the vampire diaries and truly i don't think the vampire diaries gets the respect it deserves. no but i think it it has a bigger cult following than people are willing to admit and it's definitely it's a guilty pleasure show that i think pe- more people have seen than would admit to oh t- absolutely and have watched religiously Mm-hmm. It was a good I would show. agree with that. Anyway, this I'm sorry for bringing that up. This is not a vampire diary. No, I love the I love the vampire diaries. I feel like it fits on this this spectrum. So yeah, it's a similar similar vibe. Um, right. 
we have we actually don't have any corrections this week which is kind of incredible i would like to say like deeply regret the joke that i made at the beginning of the last episode i like said it and immediately regretted it i'm not going to repeat it again now um but i did really regret that anyway um i think that's the only correction that i have olivia do you have anything to correct i don't think so i think everything i said was pretty spot on (laughs) i'm not gonna lie Okay. Um, and yeah, I admire so, my work from last week. <laughs> yeah, Olivia's like, I'm perfect. I have nothing to say. Right. Um, I did fine. <laughs> I take nothing I, back. Very true. You you really don't, and I respect that about you. Right. Um, I stand by what I say. I stand by what I say, unless I find out that I'm so wrong, I have to take it back. But until I'm forced to, I usually don't. And then you're like, are you sure? Right. Let's, <laughs> let's double check that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so should we just, we can just jump like straight into the plot again. We're doing the thing where we have it arranged by storyline. So starting off, I mean, the bulk of this, like so much of this doc tree, you guys, like the doc this week is so long. Um, you can say we don't prepare for this all you want. We do. We're so prepared. Um, then we have Aki and Audrey, and then we have Max, and then we have the teachers. All of those three are much shorter, but we start off with Zoya and Julian, and um, it's a lot. Right. Well, I mean, it should be. It's her birthday, Zoya's birthday, not Julian's. It's her birthday, and she'll cry if she wants to. She did cry. That's good one. <laughs> Is it, though? I don't know. It's very basic. Um, do you want to start, or should I? You can start. Go for it. Great. Cool. It's Zoya's 15th birthday. I would like to say congratulations to Obi because now I can't say, oh my God, why is this dude dating a 14-year-old anymore? Now I have to say, why is this dude dating a 15-year-old? Um, so Julian goes live with a voiceover straight out of a Dove commercial. She's committed to being herself and Monet and Luna are not happy about it. Lola has finally scored an invite to the Sky Palace. Congrats to Lola. Julian doesn't seem to like her, which I kind of I get. They they their vibes are different. She calls um, her Julie, which no girl, you don't just come up with a nickname. Her name's Julian, not Julie. Yeah, and the vibes of like Julie and Julian are yeah. So she's different. not forty. Yeah, well, that's not very nice. <laughs> I think Julie is a dated, it's a, it's a Gen X at the, at the youngest reference uh, name. Like, I think that's when it peaked for sure. Sure. Um, But anyway, Julian is happy for her dad and that we love to see. And at the lot apartment, Zoya blames Julian for telling Gossip Girl it's her birthday, even though she has literally zero evidence to make her think that Julian did this. I don't know why they seem to be getting along well at the end of the last episodes, but now trouble in paradise once again. Um, She wants to just ignore the day, but her dad wants to celebrate. And we learned that Zoya's mom died during childbirth. Very sad. Um, And while they're talking, Nick gets a yellow envelope under the door. Never a good sign. Yeah, he says it's a reminder to sign up for Halloween trick-or-treaters which doesn't make sense do people sign up to have trick-or-treaters I think in apartment buildings like that they might I feel like you could have a, a light situation or yeah, but a, most apartments you know, a sign. I don't think you have a light outside yeah that's you true might just, like, put a sign, but 
Yeah, but did it work? <laughs> it totally worked. But I mean, or you could have like a sign or something. I think a sign up sheet because then kids are like carrying an address sheet around. I don't know. It seemed odd. Yeah, I, I think that's a thing that people do in New York. <laughs> sign up for trick-or-treaters. And then you like know how much candy to buy because like you know how many kids are trick-or-treating. It's I kind of like it. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I think it's a thing. I don't. Well, think you don't really that. know how much candy to buy because you don't know how many kids. I don't think kids sign up. I think it's the owners of the apartments, right? I think that you would know like how many kids are in the building plan on trick or treating. Oh, I, I didn't have as much trouble with the believability of that, <laughs> but it's also you know him trying to come up with a lie really quick. It's not going to be great, right? Okay. I also think Zoya really needs some therapy to deal with the mom stuff. Um, I think it's a bit exact like it's it's a lot for her to blame herself for this tragic accident she clearly had no part of and obviously her mom had previously been capable of carrying and delivering a child with julian so i think it's like zoya didn't ask for this no do anything um i think everyone needs therapy i think um she should go to whoever julian's dad is seeing oh my god doing a great job right right I want to go to whoever Julian's dad's seeing. <laughs> okay, great. Um, <laughs> Seems like he's doing wonderful. So, mm-hmm. one of the things that I noticed specifically about this episode was I recognized so many scenes from the trailer. I don't know if you noticed that as well, but like so many of these clips, for example, um, Julian's live, I remembered that from the trailer. Because I remembered seeing that like she went live and she only had 80 viewers. And interestingly enough, I noticed at that same point in this episode, she had $17,000, dollars. Oh my God, <laughs> viewers. Um, she probably, she probably also has $17,000. She had more like, than $17,000 worth of stuff sitting on her, uh, on her kitchen table. God, I, I have a note about that. Um, I loved that. That was very like original Gossip Girl vibes, just like a table full of food and and so much PR. It so much cements the idea that like rich people don't pay for anything. You know, the richer you are, the less you pay for. Absolutely. Which I, you know, I don't like it, but (laughs) get it, I guess. Yeah. Um, And anyway, so like at the same point where she's blowing a kiss to like sign off, in the trailer when it showed her doing that she had 80 viewers and then in the show she had 17,000 so uh, I think they heard a lot about her only having 80 viewers I mean like lol she thinks she's an influencer what is this but like the 17k makes a lot more sense I wonder if they just you know edited that in post I'm not a big Instagram live viewer in general I just don't get it but I, I like planned content, um, but um, seven, she was on, she went live for literally maybe 30 first seconds. Thing in the morning. Right. First thing in the morning for maybe 30 seconds. And she's on New York time. So everybody presumably on the West coast is probably still asleep and 17,000 people are on her live within 30 seconds. She has 12 million followers, Olivia. It, it che- actually like weirdly checks out to me again. I didn't have a problem with this. I mean, I just, the live thing just blows my mind sometimes. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, it's, but it makes sense. Um, I also, yeah, I loved Monet saying that like Julian sounded like a Pantene ad because she did like what she, I, I don't know what she was saying. 
it's very in character for like a 16 year old trying to be deep loved that right um, <laughs> but in terms of like the words that it actually meant and like what it actually I don't know what it kind of signified it did pick up from where we saw Julian in the last episode where she's like leaving her yes. phone at home and stuff that did check out to me as like yeah the next kind of step this that she sense. would do mm-hmm. um she looked yeah. exactly the same in my opinion I'm like okay so she doesn't wear a ton of makeup during the day anyway no I I thought maybe she was missing false lashes or like a lot of mascara or something but that was the only the only thing I even noticed so she has flawless skin as Audrey points out yeah Audrey is very nice about it anyway um but yeah she did she sounded clean free effortlessly me like if that is not a Selena Gomez has said those lines right yeah literally like (laughs) Thank you so much for greenwashing your Instagram live. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's it was um, an interesting start, I think, here. Not my favorite start that we've gotten, but... No, you know. and, and the Lola stuff was a little it was a lot and I and I think I think Julian seem is put off I I assumed it was she seemed put off by Lola calling her Julie out of nowhere um but oh I thought she just seemed annoyed that she was like so chipper and stuff first thing in the morning I don't know right and I have that same problem too when someone's trying to talk to me in the elevator at 8 a.m I'm like I I want nothing I want nothing to do with this stop um well I do that if someone talks to me at like two no, but I take the stairs on the way on the way down, so I, I take the fire exit to avoid home. that. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, it she Lola seemed different, but I don't know. She seemed like a lot, but I think she's trying. So I think good. she seemed like a lot last episode too. I think Lola's just a lot. Her name is Lola. What do you expect? Right, you have to be a lot. posted it that morning look i've said it once i've said it i'll say it a million times that smile you love so much can do anything right and being able to do anything is good for the plot <laughs> and zoya's paranoia is on another level it's it's getting bad could you call it parazoya parazoya um, also loved the quote, vulnerability is, is the disease of the masses. It's, she's not wrong. No, no. Nothing that they say is wrong. It's just not what you want to hear. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing that they say is wrong. It's like you want to hear it from a business person, like not your friend necessarily. Right. Not your best friend telling you that. No, but I also don't think that Luna and Monet are Julian's best friends. I would agree. Yeah. Um, I did like Luna making up the Vogue story and then saying like there was no Vogue and it's, you know, duh. Tyler Mitchell does Kamala and Harry. Like he's not doing Julian. Sorry, babes. Like it's not happening. Yeah. But 12 million Instagram followers. But You know, maybe, <laughs> but has Tyler Mitchell ever done Emma Chamberlain? I don't think he has just wait until you see who else has 12 million followers olivia has a game for us you guys i'm very excited um and then (laughs) i also thought 
a line of dialogue from Obi that was really funny was he said, oh, is that like a religious thing? Like homeboy thinks that she is a Jehovah's Witness for a sec. And I, and I love, so I love that he's like, I just realized I never asked you that. Okay. I think there are some discernible ones we can cross off the list and Jehovah's Witnesses <laughs> be one of them. Yeah. But aren't they the ones that don't celebrate birthdays? I right. But they also don't associate a whole lot she wouldn't be going to a private school that's secular either more than likely yeah I like um I like from Obi a character note that like religion is just such an afterthought in his mind that like he would never ask right and I love that also she's she says I don't really like to celebrate my birthday and he goes to religion I'd be like because I don't like my birthday I don't know some people aren't birthday people I'm not a big birthday person on my own birthday. No one died, but it's just not my thing necessarily. No one died. Also, I look, I love Luna so much. I think she's such a fun character and um, I really enjoyed like what we saw from her last week's episode, but I was so mad at her in this scene. Like she is not messing with just like incidentals in Zoya's life she's not like you know putting a slushy on her sweater or something I don't know why I'm talking about like glee, glee? Over here, but she's um, not slushing her face <laughs> no she's like messing with her house which is right. such a big deal I'm like such an important like part of your life I'm, I'm like Maslow's hierarchy of needs it's at the bottom so. yeah it's housing shelters number one um I think it's I assume it's supposed to be to show this contradiction of how willy-nilly they these this elite group of people can just throw around money where it's important to Zoya and Luna doesn't care it's like oh Mm -hmm. I could get another place you know if that was the case and Zoya's not in that situation and it's also showing that like Obi doesn't really get it either like Obi can pretend to be right. you know one of the common people all he wants that's oh that's such a good song they should play that song here um but like he's not <laughs> no completely and the way she reacts to it Zoya is paranoid but the way she reacts to the housing situation is it's very no that's real that's real and yeah that would be really scary and difficult to come to like I understand her reaction and Obi doesn't take it seriously enough yeah that is a much bigger deal than like the video or anything else that comes later on in the episode frankly like the housing thing is is huge and they like she doesn't even say she's trying to ruin my life until the video thing comes into questions I don't know um but yeah it's and uh, Julian should know also because she and Zoe has told her more than once it feels like if we this is a rent controlled situation if we lose it there's nothing for us to do like we don't have anywhere to go yeah as most housing situations are you know most people don't have a second home to run off to so yeah, I mean, Obi's got like a second floor to run off to. Right. I don't know what Just else rent her. situation is. <laughs> Give her a rent controlled situation in your building. No, 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 absolutely not. Um, so Obi and Zoya find a low key way to celebrate Zoya's birthday and they land on a quaint dinner with Nick. On the phone, Nick tells Zoya someone's told the housing board that their grandma doesn't live there anymore. Like we were talking about. Sorry, guys, got ahead of ourselves. 
Um, we know this was Luna, but Zoya assumes it was Julian. And then Monet sends the tip to Gossip Girl to make it official. So Julian is now anti-Zoya. And frankly, like, I'm not entirely sure why that is on her motivation there. Like, it seems seems to be a very quick shift. Like, Zoya is mad at her for five seconds, um, but doesn't yeah, care. Yeah, she's mad that... Zoya assumed she would send a tip to Gossip Girl, which is presumptuous. However, she's not I, wrong. Right. It's possible. I mean, and I, I think Julian's probably one of the only people that Zoya thinks knows that. So who yeah, else? Although she did, she explicitly told Luna that in the last episode. Right. And l- the way Luna delivers that to her in the hallway is so bizarre that I <laughs> watched it right? <laughs> I, I watched it several times it, it was too and then she gets this like weird like pouty thing I don't know it was very odd to me um I like it yeah I it was very Luna but Luna and Zoya are so distinctly different that I can't take them being friends it doesn't work for me it does not compute <laughs> Yeah, all of the people that Zoya ends up being friends with, except Obi, none of them make sense. Like, we'll get to Milo, but <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she. it's so sad. She's very, like, she'll take what she can get. Um, Milo may, being friends be, with, uh, with Luna and, and Monet makes Milo, sense to me. It works Milo for me. doesn't have friends. Milo has associates. <laughs> right, but that, like, association worked for me. Yeah. I, I understood their, like, understanding of each other. <laughs> was that you were not tall enough to ride this run. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> this show is so funny. Um, anyway, so now um, the next step in Luna's plan is to throw a party to distract from however Zoya decides to retaliate. Um, but then Zoya decides that she too wants a real party, but like Obi really is not into it. I love that she just takes Obi's checkbook and starts spending money <laughs> where do you want to go right she, Rockefeller Center no right. not Rockefeller Center Radio City yeah um, should we have this at Radio City do you know what Radio City book out tonight would cost she's like Obi we're getting Madison Square Garden right. and uh who uh Beyonce and Jay-Z are going to perform actually let's just move this party to the Superdome in New Orleans Kanye's there already so he's actually at Mercedes Stadium in Atlanta Olivia but um whatever (laughs) that's enough (laughs) clearly I'm following yeah I I will tell you why I know that later on you're like I'm going yeah I also loved the quote when Julian says what did I ever do that was so bad which fair she didn't really do anything to Zoya to get Zoya mad at her um and then Luna says no Monet says you were in the imagine video dead so funny I did not think we were going to get an imagine video mention in this and I laughed so I like paused and laughed it was so funny I completely missed it but I (laughs) you missed the joke yeah I missed the imagine joke oh my god and I watched this part twice I don't know how I missed it how weird it was when they were in the bathroom oh okay yeah it just blew right sometimes they talk really quickly and it just I'm trying to figure out what the hell's going on at a certain point that it just I lose some of the I lose a lot of the references let's let's be honest well did you get the Kamala mention 
Yeah, and Haley Bieber and a Bravo reference too. Have you? Well, you already you got ever, your Bravo point. You don't. Get I know. Another one. Have you ever watched Bravo? Have you ever even watched Bravo? I'm like, oh my god, this is it, guys. It's like, yeah, it's it incredible. Um, I was like, wow, great day to be Olivia. What was the? I think I got one. Maybe what did I get? I got um something. I got Elon Musk because he was in the photos with Georgina. Yes. Anyway. Who would have thought Ed Sheeran would be in the show? I'm so annoyed, I, but I just think it's so funny. Like, I think it's hilarious to loop in, like, Elon Musk, Kim Jong-un, and, well, I, sorry, I'm getting so ahead of myself. We'll get there. Um, then another quote that I thought was funny, Zoya said, who's the special guest? The exhumed corpse of our mother. And then like, she immediately took it back. And I was like, wow, that is accurate grief. That is accurate parent death grief from someone who makes jokes like that and immediately wants to take it back. And this was 14, 15 years on. Yeah, no, mine's like six months on. Right. This is pretty... This- Again, I think Zoya is losing it a little bit in this episode. I think she gets it back, hopefully. It seems like that's kind of the the standard model for these episodes is Zoya slowly unravels and then like kind of gets back together by the end. But mm-hmm. yeah. it gets a little off the rails on this one. And I will say that like I am very much enjoying the show, obviously. Wouldn't be here if I wasn't. But the critique that I think is very kind of fair to be leveraged is the critique that um, they are doing too much of like these kind of character arcs within episodes mm-hmm. and that it seems very kind of jerky. There's nothing that I'm sort of tracking with Zoya's development that throughout the whole happening show. from episode one to episode four I think it's right. like episode one to the end of episode one episode two to the end of episode two and very kind of segmented whereas with like Max there's definitely things that we're tracking with Aki and Audrey there's things that we're tracking right but with Zoya and Julian which seems to be like the main thrust of the show it's very it's so up and down yeah. right there it's they're so up and down every episode which I feel like they're I, for one person it's and I think that also is why there there feels like there's so much going on in every single episode there's so mm-hmm. and this show moves so quickly especially the pacing's compa- incredible I it's, love it. it I I love it but they there's so much breathe. going on right right and I think that's Imagine. because Zoya and Julian have so much going on every episode like there's so yeah. much up and down for them where then they have to plug in all these other people too. So it just, mm-hmm. there's so much happening. For anyone listening, um, if you guys think that the show goes fast, imagine how we feel trying to create a note stock where we write down everything that happens. <laughs> right. Or like, we're seeing something you think is going to be insignificant within the first 30 seconds of the show. And then it comes back and is referenced 25 minutes later. And you're just like what the fuck happened here which I think means that it's written well it's like so it's so tight and they like really don't have any time to spare Mm -hmm. um but I could do without our notes doc being literally six pages and that's just straight notes that's not even you know the font size is 10 you guys the font size isn't (laughs) even 12 anyway um your turn 
A new kid shows up next to Zoya. He's a 10-year-old eighth grader and he's Milo Sparks. He offers to help Zoya and let her uh, and tells her to Google him. The first result is Milo Sparks Russian embassy scandal. In the Sparks residence. Yes, (laughs) 10. But this this drives with who his mother is uh in in the sparks residence we see photos of georgina sparks with leaders of the world kim jong-un putin elon musk and ed sheeran leaders of the world and some man who i cannot figure out who he is i have asked so many people who the hell is this man who is this man i still have no guess i don't know i I I put him on our Instagram story and I was like, everyone, like, please tell me who this man is. We got one response. It was like, I think it's Ben Affleck. And I was like, he's wearing a Yankee Saturday. Right, exactly. That is impossible. And that's all I have. Uh, for a second, I was like, is that Mike the situation? And I was like, no, there's no what? Like, I don't <laughs> no. know. My brain was having to do all these crazy things. I was like, is this a country star that I don't recognize? Is this an athlete? So I asked my like sporty friends, like, no one knows who this man is. No, and he's not unattractive, but he's not unique looking enough, he's such as Kim Jong-un or Putin or Elon Musk. Or the Ed most Sheeran. basic man I've ever seen. Right. So I, yeah, I mean, anyway. Anyway, if anyone knows who this man is. Please let us know. We would love <laughs> to know. Uh, Milo isn't planning a war. He's planning a coup. Uh, Zoya isn't down. So instead they try the succession, weakening Julian's brand. So it's easier for her to fall, AKA cancel her. Um, Milo Sparks is drinking from a cup of tea on a saucer on the med steps. Uh, where is he storing this cup and saucer during the day? Like during that school? Was, what is I didn't doing? watch that until my second time through. I thought that was so funny. I I noticed the cup of this. I'm like, wait, 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 hold on. Where are we? We're outside during school on the med steps with a teacup and saucer. Jordan is going to find this kid and ha- buy him a Yeti. <laughs> keep your tea cold. Tea, keep your tea warm on the way to school. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah, the tea um, could definitely get cold. This is also Dan Humphrey. This is the, the child Dan Humphrey's thought he had, but also at this point kind of probably wishes he had. I don't no, know. There's no way. Dan would not be here for this. Like, Dan wouldn't weirdo. know how to handle this kid. Oh, like Dan doesn't know about weirdos. Yeah, I think the thing that Dan would do to deal with this kid is give him like a in-depth creative writing assignment because this kid seems to have a lot of creativity. He'd be like, write a spy novel, then get back to me. Right, or just start a spy startup and make millions of dollars. Yeah, maybe this kid is the owner of Black Cube. Totally, 100%. He's not, but if only. I mean, could be. Yeah, this was also the part where we saw that Julian has 12 million followers. And I was like, hmm, who else has 12 million followers? To put it into perspective, Emma Chamberlain has 13. Emma Chamberlain is incredibly famous, incredibly successful. Um, and I just thought that was interesting. Olivia, do you want to do your game now or should we wait until Yes, let's, okay. let's do it now because it, it is really, it's pretty quick. So it's just okay. a higher lower um exciting I get to play all by my lonesome I mean you guys get to play too but like it's me (laughs) it's it's really you all right Olivia Rodrigo higher or lower 12 million easily higher much higher Mm, 14.1 million oh wow that's lower than I thought Mm -hmm. Kiki Palmer um lower 
10.6 million. Okay. And so, hold on. Let me just clarify the rules here. I'm going from Julian, not from like the person that you just said, correct? It's correct. higher or lower correct. than uh, Julian. Then 12 million. Yes. Got it. Okay. Kaya Gerber. Higher. 6.6 million. Wow. Shocking. Right. Kaya, step it up. But also <laughs> Julian's supposed to have more followers. Than- That's my thing is if Julian has 12 million followers, she's being stopped in the street every day. And we yeah, never see true. that. She's stupid famous. Um, Timothy Chalamet. Higher? 12.4 million. So right on par with Timothy. And Timothy Chalamet is recognized everywhere he goes. And also, and yeah, she also, she would be recognized everywhere because she doesn't she, have hair. Like the shape she has would a distinct get you look. Right, right. She's as recognizable as Timothy Chalamet. Shay Mitchell. Higher because I think when Pretty Little Liars was successful was like the peak of people following people on Instagram. Higher for Shay Mitchell. Shay Mitchell has 30.5 million followers. I knew it. I was like, yeah, Shay Mitchell was very popular in like 2012. She's killing it. Jessica Simpson. Lower. Jessica Simpson has 5.6 million followers. Easily. I was like, who cares about Jessica Simpson? No offense, but like. Carrie Washington. Hmm. Um, Olivia Pope herself. I'm going to say lower. Because I think her fans are older than may not be on Instagram. 6.4 million. Yep, nailed it. Also, I would like to say about Jessica Simpson, there there were a lot of brands in my perusing that have a lot of followers. Jessica Simpson has a very successful brand that I think even younger people do. The 5.6 million surprised me with Jessica Simpson. Jimmy Mm -hmm. Fallon. Higher. 19.4. Yeah, easily. Jeffree Star. Ooh, um, I will say when I was looking for comparable influencers, I did look up James Charles. I don't know if he's on your list. No. Um, but based on how many James Charles has, I'm going to say oh, Jeffree Star's hard because I think it's like probably right over there. I'm going to go for a, um, optimistic answer and say lower. 13.6. Okay. I, I think was, that's I the was first wrong one. Simone Biles. Higher. Simone Biles has more than 12 million. Yeah. 5.9 million. It's like, look, she's a queen. Last one. Andy Cohen himself. Lower. 4.2 million. That one kind of surprised me. I thought you have, I mean, there was a few that, there was a few that surprised me. I thought Jimmy Fallon would have way more than 19 million. Um, Yeah, but I knew he had more than 12. Yeah, but 19 isn't crazy more um yeah there were and kaya gerber shocked me timothy chalamet kind of again i think the timothy chalamet comparison just shows like 12 million is a lot of followers yeah it is but it's also you know they're they're friends he was supposed to do the thing i don't know i don't remember what he was supposed to do but they mentioned him interesting i think it's it's an interesting choice to give her 12 because 12 to me is like like Emma Chamberlain is like a huge influencer and her having 13 is like wow Julian must be a big deal I think he even like Charlie D'Amelio has like no, 20 but she has 100 million on TikTok, on TikTok yeah but on on Instagram it was like 20 I mean it's still a lot but 
I mean, yeah. I don't know. People that are household names have, I mean, shit, Carrie Washington and I don't know. These are these are household names. But you also have to think about who the fan base is. But also very if, recognizable people too. And I, sure, I think it's but like, to why would anyone follow Carrie Washington on Instagram? Right, but in the same in the same vein, why is it so hard? Why would it be hard for Julian to get Princess Nokia at her party? You know, she's twelve million followers it's not her dad who I think would need to like beg her. It, I feel like Julian would be recognizable enough to play her party, you know? Yeah, probably. Um, I think because of the short notice, she might've needed her dad that's to call true. in a favor. Yeah, that's true. I'll give you that. Um, so I, yeah, again, LOL'd when the photo of like Georgina with Kim Jong-un came up. I'm like, who does she think she is? Like Dennis Rodman. It was so funny. Um, and they could, also... I could see those two together. Georgina oh, Sparks and Dennis Rodman would be a great couple. Yeah. The, all the photos of like Georgina with those people definitely gave me like Ghislaine vibes, Ghislaine Maxwell vibes. Right. Um, She's just the kind of person. <laughs> yeah. Trying to like get photos with as many people as possible. Um, and get and dirt on as many people as possible. I don't think Ghislaine was like trying to get dirt on them I think she was trying to get literally photos with them so that people know oh my god I took a picture with her people are going to think that we're in cahoots if they see pictures of us I'm sorry I'm trying to move on (laughs) yeah I just I just don't think I don't think uh Ghislaine ever thought anything was going to happen to them oh I don't know um I also really liked I was reading Julian's tweets when they came up and there was a tweet about her um convincing Obi to let her pierce his ear and now you see that Obi has an ear piercing which is I, I don't know I thought it was a cute like a uh, clever character moment and like I love when they put that's one of my favorite parts is like when they put the little noticeable like easter eggs in the show um so it's like oh cute this is when like obi got his earring and now now he has it super cute (laughs) olivia hates it i mean it seems very dangerous to let children pierce each other's ears but i mean needles whatever the parent trap they were like if Lindsay can do it so can i that's you know maybe i should call my long lost sister two weeks in a row honestly this show has way too much connection to that movie yeah um so i mean it's really the same it's basically the parent trap mixed with the princess diaries and gossip girl (laughs) right right but if we have to take gossip girl out of it um so julian and audrey are in julian's closet getting ready when julian realizes she's being canceled she tweeted this when she was 13 which is what three years ago not long enough um, her big draw, Princess Nokia, has pulled out of the party. Audrey is convinced this is Zoya's doing and calls Zoya a catalyst of chaos, which, like, I wish Zoya was a catalyst of chaos. Rolled off her tongue so nicely, too. That yeah, was a very nice practice line. I love Audrey. Um, I didn't have any notes about her story <laughs> in this episode, but I love Audrey so much. No. No thoughts. No, no. I'm just going to let that sit. <laughs> Um, Julian decides to be the bigger person by going on Instagram and lying. (laughs) She posts a video saying the party is a charity event to honor her mom. So we get a Hailey Bieber reference in this. So point to Olivia. I 
just Sorry. a quick just a quick thing about the lying how would this event raise money for charity no way they that's the thing these people love to like have parties and call them charity events right there's no auction there's no would, like doors awareness right right that's not that's not how charity works guys no. not real charity says no. someone who's on the front lines of public service for some freaking reason <laughs> um okay i just want to stop down for just a second i'm not going to take a ton of time on this i would like to stop down on like the tweet that got julian quote unquote canceled for like three hours um this show seems to have done a lot to make sure that the characters stay likable and that includes like making them a little bit more politically aware etc because they're aware that like if we don't I don't know they're being a little too kind of safe with these characters in a lot of ways um and it's interesting to me knowing that background that the group of people they're okay with making Julian anti in her cancellation tweet is fat people and it's like that's the only group of people who you could tweet about and get canceled that doesn't have any representation on this show um and so there's no one to kind of go to and be like oh how do you feel about this there's no one on the show who could like talk about why this would be like an offensive thing to tweet or even say that they were unbothered about it like there's no no one to be that voice on the show because they don't have any plus size representation on the show right I think that I I definitely agree and I didn't notice it at first I'm glad you you noticed it because I didn't even think about it in that way in that let's pick the one group let not the one but let's pick a group of people that we can't create a discussion about it with so we're gonna have this plot line and then we are just going to dance around it and not actually have a discussion about it. Like we know it's bad, but we're not going to talk about it at all because yeah. we already have our representation covered. Mm-hmm. The thing to me is like, this obviously is incredibly, like this is an incredibly calculated thing to have Julian get canceled for mm-hmm. because in the mind of the person writing this, it has to be the kind of thing that Julian would be forgiven for very quickly so that the show can move forward. So essentially they're like, hmm, what can we have her make fun of that will get her canceled enough that it can be a part of the plot, but the people will forgive her for immediately. And it's like, oh, the group of people that no one really cares if you're that mean about them is fat people. And that she also doesn't ever see because she goes to model school, apparently. Even- the extras are models so Mm -hmm. yeah they don't yeah there's there's nothing it's frustrating um and I didn't really like seeing this and it does it just it's a little sad because it's a show that like I love so much but knowing that like this is the group that they chose to pick on here Mm -hmm. not have like it would it would have been so different if for example and I'm not, I, I do not want to compare these struggles because they are two completely different struggles. Everyone's struggle is different. But if they had her tweet something about like Latin American people, and then they had Luna to kind of come in and talk about mm-hmm. why that was hurtful 
or like Asians and had Aki say something like or even so a colorism many... thing because that yeah. is uh, mm-hmm. something that I've seen talked about um, in different publications about the show is that while there is re- the representation is great there yeah. aren't any dark-skinned girls and no. you know that representation yeah exactly it's that's just not there at all so yeah. they could have it's... easily had that discussion and really endeared both Zoya and there's a way that they could have really made turn that around and endeared Zoya and Julian in the show and didn't yeah it just it was very it's it really like stuck out to me and kind of stuck in my craw a little bit I'm I'm gonna get over it because again I really like the show and want to keep enjoying it but I would love and I I got and it's also so hard to like say anything about because I feel like such a brat for bringing it up I feel like it's like there's so much really good representation that you never see in a show like this but obviously it's not perfect because like frankly god forbid the show bring in another character and hurt too many people um but it's just it's it's annoying to me right and I I think it go I, I to me the reasoning I feel like that's yelling at me from the show is that this show is sexy like everything about it is sexy and being and kind of what Julian said in her tweet being thick or thick is not fat. the same thing as fat yeah. yeah and it's not attractive basically and it's if it's That's not the same text there right is that if it's not attractive it's not good enough for gossip girl which I certainly disagree with and I think I don't think they disproved it <laughs> they didn't really counter it at all yeah if the casting team wants like uh people they can look to who are like super hot and would be plus size representation I will absolutely send you like the list of people that I follow on TikTok like I have so many like people that would do such a good job and um yeah it's it's annoying and like right. me I'm right here I'm just kidding I don't want I mean that there's the first person that pops into my mind that I feel like could actually fit on the show is somebody I follow on TikTok that is uh mid is she calls herself a mid-sized girl and she's so cute and who is she because I probably follow her too she's blonde I don't I think she I don't even know what her we'll, handle is but we'll it's talk later. yeah but she's she's great and she's gorgeous and and is super, it Rayanne Langas maybe she's did she make the TikTok that was like me as a basketball wife she's probably like no no I don't think so yeah I call her this girl's maybe she's younger than me for sure probably early 20s but she's and she is really fit and I think would have been great in on this cast and still super attractive I'm there are a million people that would have been amazing on this cast like it's it's yeah, I don't know. This was just kind of, it, it made me feel bad, frankly. And I feel like such a brat for saying that when the show otherwise has a great record of representation, but I think this was just a miss to me. Yeah. So I'm sorry. No, I, I, I didn't agree. want to talk about it for that long, but we it's did. Okay. That, I so. agree. Yeah. Um, otherwise really liked this episode. <laughs> I don't know. Um, right. We, I think it's, it's possible for us to love this show and still see things that not even, not even necessary beyond this, not even necessarily that need improvement, but there's ways to love things that aren't mm-hmm. perfect and that have 
shit mess ups and stuff like that. That's the best part about talking about it is yeah. the weird shit that we think is funny. Yes. And the, it's almost as though we would not be giving the show this level of thought and this level of like right, brain power it. <laughs> and it's living rent-free in my mind if I did not love it. Like, right. And also would like to say, we talk about the show outside of this too. So there's, right. We love this show and we loved the original show. Um, and we also, I would like to point out that we knew who Georgina Sparks was before the yeah, show Olivia started. Yeah, was reading the Vulture recap and she was like, this girl did not know who Georgina Sparks was. There were two <laughs> separate recaps. Neither one of them really knew who Milo Sparks was. Or yeah, knew Vulture who gets was. screeners, um, would love a screener. So yeah, that would be fantastic. <laughs> Thank you guys. We HBO, love, love you. Um, yeah, I also got to say, Julian really earning the last name Callaway here by getting canceled and then leaning on the dead parent for sympathy. I'm not going to go into any more detail on that. If you know, you know. Can you read this next one? I need to go yeah. check on my dog. <laughs> Obi hates that Zoya is letting Julian get to her. He thinks Julian might be being real about the charity aspect of the party he tells her that she doesn't care about the uh he tells her that she doesn't care about the petty stuff like possibly getting evicted uh Zoya drops that she can't go back to Buffalo Nick and Davis have arranged peace talks for Julian and Zoya they decided to make this a joint party and it's that or no party at all. So uh, Zoya and Julian agree. Julian forwards the Zoya video to Monet, intent on a full takedown. At the party, Julian and Zoya have a photo op at the step and repeat. And for some reason, the teachers arrive. Uh, Luna and Monet have set up an embarrassing GoFundMe to pay Zoya's rent. Zoya retaliates, sending Russian bots to Venmo Julian with embarrassing things in the, in the description. And Obi is concerned about how Zoya is acting and he continues to give her, but he continues to give her the benefit of the doubt, seemingly. Um, the teachers being at this party is just, hi, Penny, is just wild to me. I can't get her to leave me alone. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. She's so cute. I love it so much. It's like, it's like Brody. Whenever I'm on a phone call, it's literally the minute I pick up the phone and start talking into it. He is in my face yeah she was just um she's needy so sorry if anyone hears dog I understand um, that I need to know about this Venmo situation I I oh. really need to know more about that because that shocked me to my core oh um <laughs> I haven't sent you so okay it helps why are you... celebrities Venmoing each other that seems stupid oh no they absolutely are and no one has realized that like Venmo transactions unless you purposely like make them not public they're public right. um so Olivia you know the um I'm sorry I'm trying to catch my breath this dog got me out of breath <laughs> sorry I need to go into a diatribe after <laughs> I know I'm like give me give me just a second I'm like oh um, shit this is a part I really need more explanation on so oh. Okay, so Olivia, you know, um, the, I, it started off with, um, okay, so Venmo works in a way where your friends on Venmo is essentially anyone in your contacts list that also has a Venmo, correct? Right, right, so, which is, yeah, okay, 
I didn't know that you could see other people's friends on Venmo. You can. So you can go in and see who's people, who is in people's Venmo contact list. So hypothetically, um, if you have a mutual contact with someone who is famous or you know someone's Venmo who happens to know famous people, etc., um, right. which you know my connect there, um, I went to one celebrity's Venmo found their friends list because it wasn't private and started scrolling through their friends list. Should I tell you the people that I found? I'll tell you later. We don't need to I get was going to say, because I think I have a sneaking suspicion. Is it the person that I love and adore? The blonde girl? Yeah. Oh my God. That's amazing. So I went into, I found her thing through someone else that I know who knows her mm-hmm. and has her phone number. And then I'm like really adding myself to be such a creep right now. Um, <laughs> She's not but you're listening. Able, you're able to like go in and see who. So it's actually really cool because you're like Loki can see which celebrities have other celebrities' phone numbers saved in their phones and like right. who. Like if you go on a guys, if they have like a million random like Instagram model type girls, you're like, oh, oh that's God. interesting, right? Um, because yeah. I was gonna say the jumping off point from her is everyone because I know the one person I would be looking for (laughs) they're showing Olivia some of the people online Um, oh my god yeah it's like the one jumping off point that I would go I would be searching for and that would take you everywhere you know like it would be everyone yeah I'm like who are the most who's the most famous person in this that I can show Olivia um this is a person we mentioned today (laughs) oh my god and she wait is that person in her contacts um I don't know no no I once you find one then you you find the people in their contacts and it keeps right because I was gonna say I like there's one person that I would be looking for in hers that would just take you to everybody I I know literally she has everybody didn't find her no way mm-hmm. so I mean, again that makes it, it a like, little bit harder but yeah, yeah I do these, this detective work for in my day job so like that would this I'm gonna do it all night now like I anyways, will be up all night tonight strong recommend <laughs> if you guys want to um fall down a rabbit hole it's it's very fun this is the I, shit I don't people actually... come here for I know it's not but I don't give a shit this is amazing <laughs> this is the best information you never thought you needed to know this is like when I listened to live and die in LA and I found out that everybody should turn on their if you ever think you might get kidnapped turn on always have your google uh your google stuff on because they can track mm-hmm. your phone to like so much closer than even find my iphone so totally anyway we can digress from that but it is very interesting because it's essentially a way everyone's on venmo so like right. you can figure out who has whose phone number and like what someone's contact list looks like essentially which is wild this is some tia shit love it yeah so how far did you get (laughs) um uh so I got through the teachers being there being super weird oh yeah they that was very weird who invited them invited um I would think like maybe Zoya would invite Kate but even then like no yeah maybe the parents but parents were there maybe the parents invited them like did did Nick invite Kate I don't know yeah that's and also, isn't she supposed to be working on her fucking story? Like, yeah, she was. She said, "Like, I don't know what happened. I opened my eyes and I was and on I was train here. on my way here." Which <laughs> was like, 
I feel like that's my every morning. <laughs> I, I wake up and somehow I'm in a car on my way to work. So I wake up and suddenly I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's 10 o'clock at night, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I also was dead at Selsun Blue being a sponsor. Like she doesn't even have hair. <laughs> Why preventative. Are a sponsor? It's preventative. It's, yeah, it's preventative <laughs> from, I don't know. I just thought that was really funny. Um, the other sponsors made sense. I can't remember who they were, but I didn't like think to call either of them out. But yeah, Selsun Blue was like, what? Then it makes me wonder, like, did Selsun Blue like, pay hbo max to be featured here like what's the situation there i would love to know and i'm just gonna assume that that's the yeah i don't think hbo was like this is who we need on the step and repeat (laughs) but i I assume that's how they get the charity into it is both the gofundme for zoya's rent and then also the selson blue uh and the sponsors that are on the step and repeat but so random yeah, very weird. Like, at least get head and shoulders, Julian. Come on. Right. So, so I had to look up what Selsin Blue was, and then I, I laughed out loud. But <laughs> because the only one I know is head and shoulders. I'm like, I didn't even know there was another one. Look, maybe Selsin Blue is looking to do some conquesting. And, right, um, right. They're trying to take over that. Anyway, so at the buffet, Luna drops the bomb that there's extra video footage Julian hasn't seen. Nick and Davis bond at the bar, talking about Nick's eviction and Davis's sobriety. Davis offers to help, but Nick is not going to take him up on it. Davis sees Zoya and Julian fighting as an opportunity for Nick and Davis to reconcile, which I thought was interesting. I do find Nick and Davis, usually I degaff about the parents, like could not care less, but I care about Nick and Davis, weirdly. Right, and I think that was something that the original Gossip Girl did really well is you liked the parents, whether they were, for the most part, whether or not they were good parents or involved or whatever, they were all, like, Blair's parents were really likable. Um, even mm-hmm. Lily had likable moments. Rufus was originally likable. I mean, for the most part, they the parents are, are in the show and important characters. And I do like, I feel like all I like all the parents so far. And I really, yeah. I love Nick and Davis being cordial and friendly. I think- it's really cute. Um, I I think it's weird that Davis is, I don't know, it's it's weird that Nick is so mad. It seems more mad at Davis and Davis is the one who needs to be mad. Like Davis is the one who has left and to take care of Julian by himself. And Nick is the one who, I don't know, it just seems like Nick is the one who's more angry and shouldn't be. Yeah, it's interesting. I uh, Maybe we'll find out a little bit more there. Um, I also have a prediction that a la like Chuck and Serena, we get Zoya and Nick moving into the Sky Palace at some point. I would love it. I just want to see the Sky Palace more. Right. And I honestly, I I think this is a good take. I like this. This prediction feels good to me. I don't know that it'll be within the first six episodes, but I think it might happen this season. Yeah, I think it definitely could. I think if anything, it'll be like, oh, our apartment's getting fumigated. We have nowhere to go. And they're like, come stay with us. And that's the kind of thing I could see happening, not like a permanent situation, because I think Nick would never let that happen. But I also kind of feel like they might get kicked out of their apartment. So yeah, I don't know if, I don't know how you recover from that. Right. Um, So maybe it does happen in the first six episodes. I 
I, again, this, this show moves at lightning speed. So it's probably going to happen within the first five minutes of the next episode. So yeah, this show moves at lightning speed and also nothing ever matters. Like no, <laughs> Julian and Zoya baking up doesn't matter, which is kind of nice. Um, but I just like, I want more of an arc. I did have a theory that turned out to like not matter literally at all that Luna was paying Zoya's doorman to mm. get secrets about her. Um, but it seems as though that immediately did not happen. She's, she mentioned in the last show, like very quickly that um, don't trust doormen, they sell stories to TMZ. Mm. So I thought she was like, oh, maybe I should bribe Zoya's doorman to get secrets on her. Yeah, I think the thing that I need from Zoya and Julian is a, is more lasting conflict. If they're going to be in constant yes. conflict, I need something that's a little bit more uh, that has roots where like, it seems that we came in, they were really close for the most, like they had a really good relationship and then it's just been up and down and up and down and up and down. And I, especially for sisters of all these people, they could have the most rooted conflict and they don't for some reason and I do think I mean a lot of that was definitely a lot of the like initial criticism that I remember seeing when people were like watching the screeners that they got and I do think that that is much more apparent probably when you're like talking about it every week or watching it all in a row I think they knew that this was going to be like a week to week so they needed to have sort of self-contained storylines in each episode but um if it was set up to be like a binge situation, you probably wouldn't have that as much. It would be easier to make the whole thing a story. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, oh God, I can't say that. I, I wish there was a little bit more length given and like build up and more of a slow burn to like the Zoya and uh, Julian fighting. But Olivia, as someone with a sister, um, how long do your fights with your sister usually last? <laughs> an episode right (laughs) yeah I don't I don't know because I'm somebody who I have to not have to but I prefer to get it all out there discuss it fight about it move on and then it's never happened and like we move on I move on like it's never happened my sister can hold a grudge not for super not for a really long time Mm -hmm. but much longer and my mom much longer than I can so I mean, I can flip within 20 minutes. I'm over it. And my sister takes a day or more. So I get, I get that, but, but they also don't have, I mean, I've lived with my sister for 20 something years where they don't have quite that relationship, but I can definitely see, I can see the up and down. I just wish they would have something that was a little bit more cemented. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like the consequences of previous up and downs ever right, matter ever come in back. new episodes. Right. And maybe as we get more up and downs, the consequences will start to matter. That's some one thing that I would like to sort of see. I would like Zoya and Julian to have like a memory. Yeah. And I <laughs> think these, this is something that's not that I, that really gets you invested in the first half of the season that can be adjusted for the back half. Yeah. I was going, I was about to say, I wonder if that's a result of like a Zoom writer's room instead of an in-person one. But then I remembered like, no, it's not because they wrote all of these episodes before COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not, I was going to like give them so much benefit of the doubt. Um, 
I was, you know, really going to pull an OB here and give her the benefit of the doubt, but um, no, that doesn't, that doesn't check out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Zoya finds out Milo's plan, getting Julian wasted on the buffet food. So she embarrasses herself. OB tries to talk to Julian, but she's already drunk on the food. Uh, He wants her to let up on Zoya so they can all get along again. He doesn't think she did it, but she thinks but he thinks she can stop it. Julian wants nothing to do with him. Um, yeah. So a little bit, uh, in uh, the more you know, uh, Alka-Synth is a synthetic alcohol molecule that can be added to foods that provides a tipsy feeling without the liver damage and hangover of actual alcohol. It was invented within the last 10 years. Uh, it was actually like a scientist. Right. A scientist who invented a molecule that basically re- is the good parts of alcohol without the bad parts. Um, But something that really bothers me about, that seems to now be a trope in TV and movies is dosing someone on medication or drugs without them knowing and it's okay. And it seems funny or no one seems to have a problem with it. Similar to this show, no one really seems to mind that she's, hammered on some random yeah, substance that we've never drugging. before right and I mean this is this is drugging someone you know this is yeah. basically the same thing as putting I mean it's not like GHB but it, he's drugging her and that's fucked up and no one seems to ever it seems to happen more and more I feel like I see it all the time and nobody seems to care I'm like this is one highly illegal and so dangerous like this is how people get in big trouble i'll send you the first chapter of the book that i'm working on where this quite literally happens but it's a big deal <laughs> right and and this and this is especially this age group too it's like this is not something we need to be getting into you know this oh, is a scary road <laughs> right this is a scary I'll send road. It to you, and you can you can tell me if i did a good job or not <laughs> okay i mean i haven't had this experience personally but i've definitely in the work that i've done have seen the results of this and it can be wild like yeah. bad things happen definitely this is yeah. never a good thing nothing good ever happens in real life when this with the shit people should only be drugged when they want to be drugged right with what they want to be drugged with yeah very true so we honestly obi keeps saying that like zoya is not being herself um And I understand that quite a bit of time has passed because the next episode is the Halloween episode. So we're in like October um, when the show started in August. We have not seen the Zoya being like herself that Obi talks about missing. And I'm like, is he just kidding himself and he doesn't know her that well? Or do we not know her that well? Yeah, I think it's more so... I don't think he knows her that well. Realistically, he met her, what, a couple months ago? How well can you really know someone in that short of a period of time? But they've gone on so many morning runs. Right. Lots of sweat, lots of armpit sweats, lots of, you know, natural hair as opposed to non-natural hair. You know, like what? I don't know. I think, I don't think Obi knows who he is. So how can he know who Zoya is? Wow, deep. 
So Julian shows up on stage fully ready to show the video, but she doesn't know what is in the uncut video. It shows Zoya spray painting her school hallway, then getting locked in a science lab by her friends who then start yelling mother killer at her and leaving her to get caught. Mother killer reminds me of a simple favor. Um, anyway, uh, Julia didn't know this was what was happening in the video and she re immediately regrets showing it. Uh, when she's finally able to get Monet and Luna to turn it off, she has to apologize to everyone and explain herself. Suddenly sober, um, she admits that she's a bully. She gives a speech and promises not to bully again and asks everyone to hold her accountable. It's all um, quite an opener for Princess Nokia. <laughs> right, right. Quite a Poor Princess talk. Nokia. She did right. not ask for this. Quite a bizarre, I don't know, um, monologue piece slash I mean because it was so I, it was such bullshit I couldn't even take it I wanted someone to like you know stand up in a hoodie and say she doesn't even go here <laughs> right <laughs> right it was so it was it was bizarre and yeah if I'm Princess Nokia I'm not I'm mm -mm, see you later but it's no also, thank you it's also the kind of speech that like a 16 year old would give and be like oh my god I'm so making a difference right now it seemed almost like a a piece for a school assembly or something you know it didn't seem as though it was so it seemed like a scripted thing that someone would give to show the effects of bullying not actually Olivia something that would happen I in real life to break it to you it, that's literally what this is right but it was so it was too it was so unrealistic this yeah. I mean beyond the unrealistic stuff that we've already assumed like accepted mm -hmm. this is and I felt it was so out of character too. It was yeah. ridiculous. I just thought it was interesting that she says never again. And I'm like, girl, this okay. is season one, episode four. She'll do right. it again. Right. Do you know what show you're on? <laughs> yeah. I also, the video did like genuinely make me sad. Uh, it was hard to watch because honestly, I didn't think what Zoya did was that bad. Like spray painting your hallway, like who cares? Right. Um, the part at the end, which was why I was like, why would she be so concerned that like everyone would turn against her if they found out that she did this thing? Because it's not really what she did in my mind. It's what was done to her. To her. Yeah. Um, because that's so traumatic, like getting locked in and screamed at like that, like a zoo animal or a fish in a tank, like that seemed so traumatic that you right. would the acting, the acting from Whitney Peak was she did a great impressive. Job. Yeah, I was impressed. And and the, and then also later she's describing the trauma and the panic mm -hmm. in that situation and yeah, I want to uh, just go there sure um <laughs> after the performance Zoya tells Julian about her ex-friend turned bully apparently uh apparently that spray paint incident was on Zoya's birthday last year she has a lot of guilt about her mom dying in childbirth Julian apologizes and they're all good again she tells uh Julian tells Luna and Monet to stand down. Zoya and Obi are back to normal and they talk about how they're going to spend the rest of Zoya's birthday. Room service and thankfully that's not a euphem euphemism, but instead Zoya spends the night with Julian. Um, okay. Go back to your point. So I just wanted to like finish out the plot before we Yeah, kind of no, I think that panic, watching the video, that panic felt very real to me. Like I yeah. felt the panic for her. Yeah, I was like, oh, before oh, the no. fire, like the screaming, that whole situation, like I felt panic for her. I, 
Mm-hmm. That was that see that felt real. <laughs> and then when she was talking about it too, and all the kind of the guilt that she feels, like I thought that that acting was good too. Um, I did write down if this was original Gossip Girl, they would have left "I killed our mom" as a cliffhanger. <laughs> like <laughs> I killed someone, I killed our mom. Like that would have been funny, especially when you know that she died as a baby. But right, exactly. Um, and then that's the answer, and it's like no. Okay. But I like I like that it was like an emotional thing and not kind of played off as that much of a joke right like it would have been I really did think that we were going to tease out the secret of Zoya's thing much longer so it's interesting that we kind of know all of what that is in episode four presumably unless there's more um so yeah I think probably now the big drama would be about like her apartment stuff um And also, finally, on the Julian and Zoya storyline, this is our last note on this one, and then we can talk about somebody else. Um, As much as I want to hate Obi, I gotta say my love language is definitely like a fancy hotel room by myself with permission to buy all the room service I want. Like, that sounds like a dream. Yeah, I, um, Obi, I think this is probably the only place to really talk about Obi because he doesn't play a huge role in this episode, but I feel like Obi is a good guy when he wants to be and when it comes to like things that require actual morality in the moment he doesn't really follow through such as the Aki and Audrey situation yeah that's a that's a great example of that um but I was like yeah I would I would be down if this was his idea I would be down. right if I have a boyfriend with endless funds I'd be like yeah let's go to Paris and do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah if you were I mean and Zoya was almost down at a certain point she was like can we have the party at the Louvre (laughs) right (laughs) exactly can we all can we rent private jets to get there by tomorrow I mean that's what I really wanted to celebrate anyway so can we build some wings to put on these food trucks (laughs) (laughs) exactly um yes so now we get to move on to the next storyline this one is quite short um is Aki and Audrey so Aki and Audrey are trying to reach reach Max who is not answering Aki wants to figure out if Max is the only other person Audrey has slept with and Audrey is trying to figure out the same about Aki she cares a lot more about what this means about Aki's sexuality which is interesting and Audrey and Aki have an awkward run-in in the hallway as they're both trying to get a hold of Max um I thought again when they're having these conversations when Audrey and Aki are talking to Julian and Obi respectively again mm-hmm. Julian has this amazing perspective that Obi just misses completely um Audrey uses words like it's not normal uses the phrase I think uh, it's not normal to make out mm-hmm. with somebody of a different um of the same gender it's also normal to cheat on your boyfriend Audrey right exactly and he's 16 or 17 maybe he doesn't know like there are people who are full-grown adults who have no idea or care that much about what their sexuality is and maybe let him tell you rather than wildly speculate with your friends I know and that's annoying it's just like Jesus Christ you guys talk to each other like oh my god Um, that was one of the things that Josh Safran said in his Q&A today was like why did you have Audrey say that and he was like it was important to me that like we see that's a character flaw that Audrey has in the beginning and we see her work through that and figure it out um 
so yeah, interesting. It, it, I don't know. It was kind of interesting that she wasn't immediately sort of accepting of it. And right, which I can understand. Note, I can understand because I think that makes you feel as though oh shit we can work through Mm -hmm. what I did but if he doesn't like me if he's not attracted to me or doesn't like me that's really scary for our the future of our relationship however I think yeah I I I see I definitely see how it's something to work through um Mm -hmm. and I think it's a real conversation that probably happens like that if that in that situation that is the that is the reaction you have like what is maybe correct she's freaking the hell out about what this means for her so being respectful of other people's sexuality and what it you know cultural you're telling me this 16 year is self-absorbed I don't oh my god she's yeah but yeah Julian has the best perspective that's why I love Julian so much is that she has these beautiful moments of clarity that it's just it's the chef's kiss Mm -hmm. Um, Aki and Audrey stand off again. Uh, Audrey wants him to go to Julian's uh, party instead of oh, um, instead of Obi and and Zoya's. But Aki wants to go to both. At the party, Audrey has another guy on her arm. Ravi, I can't remember how to say his last name. Ravi Salis. Salis as in. Gabby, Gabby Gabrielle Solis? Solis? Okay. I didn't know I was gonna guess that but I didn't want to just assume we yeah, never Robbie are Solis. gonna see Robbie again absolutely not hardly knew ye Robbie right right but Robbie was not long for this want. world <laughs> um in an effort to make Aki jealous Robbie is more interested in Princess Nokia and Aki he's gay but Audrey hadn't figured that out yet uh she realizes she that she should actually communicate with Aki. So she does be in an ambush in the middle of the party. And he says he doesn't know if he's gay. Not the way to do that. Like take him to a quiet, safe space by yourselves. Like don't, are you, are you like trying to out him in the middle of the party? Like not, not the goal here. Right. Because again, I understand the urgency. I get that this is something that is as someone who likes to get things out immediately when I feel them, I understand why she feels that way. However, there's a time and place and the middle of a party is not it. Yeah, Aki is still like gonna be gay if you pull him in the hallway. Right, exactly. Like, Uh, yeah, exactly. I understand the urgency of wanting to talk about it, but you've also had the entire episode to actually talk to him about it. So the fact that you have this realization on a dance floor Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you get to just do whatever you want. It's a convenient thing for Gossip Girl to not overhear too. Um, Right, or anyone else at this freaking party because he's like right in front of the stage. He's right there. Aki and Audrey finally talk in a back hallway. Finally, some good communication from them. Audrey tells Aki that it's just been Max for her. She's only slept with Max. And Aki tells Audrey that he thinks he's bi, but he also like loves her and he's attracted to her. Audrey and Aki leave the party hand in hand. And that's all we get. They do seem a little sad still though, but I think that's just Audrey. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Aki is very quiet and reflective as a character and Audrey is just sad sometimes like she's yeah she's kind of like she is sad girl summer Audrey like love her she's a little Eeyore-ish sometimes yeah like if I'm gonna assign her a Winnie the Pooh character it's for sure Eeyore um Mm -hmm. but 
yeah, I, I appreciated the progress, I guess. I'm glad somebody finally spoke to the other person in their freaking relationship, but yeah. Oh my God. Um, I'll be tried, <laughs> but right. So we always busy. Anyway, speaking of talking, um, we then have the max storylines. So that was, yeah, that's all that happened between Aki and Audrey this episode. Um, right. sorry nothing. for Aki, Audrey fans. It's yeah, me. I'm sorry for me. Right. A whole lot of nothing. Um, Max is nowhere to be found and Rafa is worried because Rafa is now a full-blown member of the children's cast. Uh, Rafa is pretty soon like gonna start signing permission slips for Max like he is his guardian (laughs) (laughs) which makes what happens at the end. This is very cruel summer and I'm not here for it. Um, he asks Kate for info on Max, but she doesn't have any. Eventually, Max is finally back, emerging from a, a Mount Sinai, which is a Mount Sinai van with a harem of nurses that he's making a out harem. with. <laughs> Truly. Um, Max interrupts Rafa's post-swim shower. Rafa is fully naked in this whole scene. Again, the- Yeah, imagine being a teacher at a school and just like and fully- a- in front of a up on a Tuesday right right that was he's a lot for me. like Max is very into like bathing <laughs> being naked which is out. great or being around naked people and Rafa is obviously very comfortable just being naked all the time but again but you're a teacher you in high school yeah wouldn't you think that like teachers wouldn't be allowed to shower like that or that they'd have right. I don't know uh, right get a membership at, right right maybe Yes, there's, but yeah, so this whole scene happens while Rafa is naked. Um, Max tells Rafa that if they don't hook up, he can just tell everyone they did anyway. Uh, But Rafa knows this isn't something Gossip Girl would actually um, post or propagate because he knows Gossip Girl. Yeah, real quick, just thought it was so funny. Like when we first see Max, he's tumbling out of the van, but like making out with all of the nurses. Hilarious. Which is they're also college graduates, presumably. So in their mid twenties, and yep. with this seventeen-year-old, um, they could easily be young, older than Rafa. Oh, he's, yeah. Again, Rafa's in his mid twenties, and for ever, all these teachers are in their early to mid twenties, and for some reason, teaching at a high school, um, and and getting way too close to these students. Um, this whole scene made me in the in the locker room. Uh, Max Max basically tries to Harvey Weinstein as teacher and it made me so not okay I'm that really didn't sit well with me and I get that he's going through some things but I do like that Rafa pointed out this is all because of what happened with your dads that seems this seems like a bit of an overreaction um because you know shit happens in your life and obviously Max has not faced a lot of adversity um so I'm glad that somebody uh points that out but yeah this this made me uncomfy. I didn't like Max threatening Rafa to have sex with him. Yeah, me either. Um, I did uh, just Google Jason Gote is 31 and Thomas Doherty is two weeks younger than me. So he's 26. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's not that bad. Five years when we were watching it, not bad, but I don't know how old Rafa would have to be like in real life. They have many a time said that Thomas Doherty is eight or that uh, Max is 18. Does that make it any better? I don't think so. But him saying like, I can tell Gossip Girl about this or like, I can tell people about this. The 
aside from the age difference, the thing in like teacher student relationships, that's not good is the power dynamics, like knowing that they can give you a grade and stuff. But as we've established the power dynamics in the gossip girl high school are very different. And I think that that like unpopular opinion, I might not stand by this one for long, but I do think that kind of changes the way that I end up thinking about the Rafa and Max relationship. Um, I think Rafa like should absolutely be able to control himself and like not hook up with the student. Right. But at the same time, I don't don't know. I don't think it's nearly as bad as like an Archie and Grundy situation or like a Arya and Ezra situation either. Yeah. I just think it's, the the language he used with the threatening of basically I'm gonna ruin your fucking life if you don't yes. have sex with me but was, that's used was, by the student not used by the teacher so it's right like, which it, I don't the think power there's usually, usually this is gonna sound awkward but I feel like usually with the teacher student relationship trope is more of like a seduction thing where this is just a straight up threat i don't think the teacher is usually threatening the student to basically be in a relationship high and stuff right right but it's just it's very um it's it's not okay like it's Mm -hmm. a very dark that's a dark road to go down that made me mad for yeah so because i like rafa i think rafa like up until this point has been rafa easily than I would is the be. least annoying teacher oh my god he's the best like yeah he's he's he seems the most adult-like for sure <laughs> which until he's you know hooking up with a student anyway right, right, um, right so max shows up at the zoya party but he isn't on the list and rafa to the rescue he got max taken off the list because he called julian's dad um rafa spills max's altoid box worth of pills on purpose and max goes to pick them up off the ground rafa brings max home to write out his trip and he tells max he cares because he he doesn't have a good relationship with his dad Max goes inside, but later he shows up at Rafa's again. Apparently his dad blamed him for everything. Sad Max needs support. He kisses Rafa, who eventually gives in to Max, which is like, mm, not good. Like he's obviously still high, even though he's sad. Like, I don't know. That's, yeah, I wish, I just, I really wish, I said this in the last episode, I would have loved if this was a more like emotional build and I think even yeah. look this show letting the emotions build for two weeks is a lot for the show right right that's a long but, time um actually three weeks but um still I was like oh I'm annoyed that you guys like gave it up so quick yeah um so I I do want to point out I don't think we ever see Max go inside the house and this is going yeah, to we go into my prediction. Um, I think in this situation, I thought the macro dosing acid um, thing was hilarious. Like I that thought was that was such a funny thing to say. It was so funny. We both um, had a note about how Max funny is just so off the rails that like it's hilarious. But I like I get that it's sad and it's not good. But he is so funny that like yeah. I don't know. Thomas is doing such a good job. A great job, truly. I mean, and I'm sure I felt like he was basically his pirate character from Descendants, but it's a Harry Hook vibe for sure. Right. So I'm like, this is you know what they say. I love it. Girls have all the fun. Never learned how to count because I'm number one. Oh my god. (laughs) Ready? Here we go. We always get away. It's pirate's life every single day. Hey. 
I could keep going. I'm not going to. So my prediction, maybe I'll have one one thing that I'm actually right about. I think Max is manipulating the shit out of Rafa. I don't believe he talked to Roy. I don't think Roy blamed him for shit. I think I don't think he went to the house. I don't think any of that ever happened. I think he waited five minutes, went over to Rafa's house and made this whole situation up to get in his pants. Could be, but do you think Rafa would have left like before seeing Max go in the door? I know I mean, we didn't see it. He was literally out. just sitting on the stoop and Rafa walks away. Oh, okay. He, like, and even if, I, I just don't think this conversation, I don't think this whole blame thing happened at all. I think even if he walked inside, had a conversation with Roy, it didn't go that way. I think he's full of shit. And I think he's a hundred percent. And also because I don't think Roy and Gideon know about the drugs and, and all that stuff. So I don't think Max is just going to walk in high as shit and have this whole conversation with Roy. I don't think that, I, I just don't <laughs> think this happens. the conversation? <laughs> I, just, I just don't, I don't think it happened at all. And I think okay, Max that's... is completely coherent and, and is literally just manipulating Rafa. Yeah, I like that. Okay, that's the Max storyline. And last but not least, the Kate storyline. Here we go. Least. Is it really not least? Oh, fine. Olivia. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> um, so back in the teacher's lounge, Kate is stressed about how much work it is being Gossip Girl. Wendy and Jordan offer to take the reins for a week so Kate can work on a submission for the Paris Review. With Kate busy, Wendy and Jordan post about the Zoya tip, but they hide the story from Kate so she won't get distracted. The teachers are so much better without Kate. Like Jordan and Wendy are hilarious. We get it. You hate her. I like. I understand. Right. I... But the thing is, is Jordan and Wendy are so funny together. Like I like their dynamic. They are so witty and hilarious. Wendy has great one-liners too. I don't particularly care for Wendy. I'm not gonna lie. I. I have said this before I'll say it again like I don't understand why I find the character of Jordan so likable but like it's he's funny to me and like he's the character one of the characters that I feel like I know the best because he's consistent yeah I I just get like not straight friend vibes from him and I I love that for Mm -hmm. Kate but I just don't get the I don't get the romantic connection however I think he's really funny and like the things that he says are so I like the the incest thing second cousins aren't incest right (laughs) and just that needing that he looks so worried (laughs) needing for reassurance was so funny to me and then Wendy's he says you look like you need an ambient and Wendy says more an eight ball which is this this teacher conversation that happened was so funny to me and yeah. I love that they block Kate like I just I just love their shenanigans yeah do you think Max has unblocked Gossip Girl at this point probably not right he just blocked and moved on I don't uh no Bigger I fish. think I think he definitely has Gossip Girl still because he okay. he seems to like be in the loop not this episode but I feel like previously he kind of was in the loop of what was going on Mm, okay um uh, the thing that they said that I thought was really funny was glitz creek I thought that was like calling it a glitz creek was funny um yeah and our last paragraph 
Olivia, bring us home. So Zoya and Kate bond again, of course. And Zoya shows shows Kate the Gossip Girl story that Kate was blocked from seeing. Uh, so she confronts Jordan about posting without supervision, but he isn't going to unlock her until she finishes her story. Kate is annoyed that Julian and Zoya's plans aren't being chronicled on Gossip Girl. She is in crisis mode, thinking all she can write anymore is Gossip Girl captions. She leaves her work. She leaves to work on the piece. Kate and Jordan end the night together, with Jordan keeping her company while she works on her story. And he falls asleep on her couch as she finishes. Um, I think so. Something I do like about Kate is I think that her revelation and her crisis is kind of real especially if she Mm -hmm. wants to be a legitimate writer because the thing with the gossip girl is she can't even use this as you can't put it on a resume right exactly and like it would be I mean it would be interesting as for some kind of like social media job or something like that it would be awesome but no you could never do that so I mean it's something you're spending so much time in a book about it Right, exactly. But, but she's spending she's spending so much time on this, and where is it going for her? So I I get that for sure. Yeah, I mean, presumably the original goal was to like make her day job easier. Is it doing that? Doesn't seem like it. Right, and also the uh, uh, so when Kate approaches Jordan about um blocking her, I I can't remember what he says, but I feel like it's something along the lines of who would cause drama on a birthday or something like that. And he, he said, she says, have you watched Bravo? Which is again, so true. I feel like people intentionally start shit on birthdays, especially Stassi Schroeder. Oh my God. Completely. Fucking birthday. (laughs) Um, You're not getting a point for that. I think we discussed that already, but you already got your Bravo point. Um, Take it and deal with it. Um, Also, your Bravo thing was Real Housewives of New York, so I don't know. Right, but I mean... The reference that I I like here was the Hannah Horvath reference, so it's nice to know that girls exist in the Gossip Girl universe. Not my favorite show, but it makes sense with Succession and HBO, yada yada. Yeah. Um, We did very well on our predictions. Bingo, I got one point. Olivia got two two points. I gotta say, Olivia... I think other than one of yours, I could see this being it for you. Um, yeah. I think yeah. mine, I still have a little bit more potential, but yours, um, I think. Um, I don't know. I think my, I think Anna Delvey is definitely a possibility. And I think Olivia Rodrigo being in there is definitely Olivia a possibility. Olivia Rodrigo is the one I'm hundred percent sure about. Um, yeah. Otherwise. I, I think an Anna Delvey, the, with the weird craziness that happens on this show, I feel like an Anna Delvey reference is almost inevitable but i'm surprised there wasn't a picture of georgina sparks with anna delvey not big enough no i mean you know i thought it was kind of odd that there was a giant photograph of blair's face on georgina sparks wall um i read uh an interview with josh saffron that he basically said it was a point they said a shrine but it looked like it was just a a framed photo of Blair and that the gallery wall yeah but it was just the one picture of one picture of Blair and all these mm-hmm. other pictures and it was kind of this whole thing that goes to Georgina kind of always still being unhinged just by all these other accomplishments and all these other celebrities mm-hmm. and famous people that she knows and works with or whatever that Blair Waldorf is still her center you know oh, that right, that's well. someone that she always goes back to Interesting. and I mean it seems un likely but whatever episode winner and loser who we got 
do you have anybody who do you have for your I have for my episode winner um it's gonna be a stretch for me but I'm gonna say Lola because she gets to move into the sky palace basically so I was thinking earlier that Davis um was my winner not Nick because they might or might not get evicted I think he has a lot going <laughs> on right now <laughs> I think he has a lot going on right now but um Davis is doing really well like I I feel I I like him and I like what he's doing I think everything is aces in Davis's world I also might give it to Jordan yeah strong episode I don't think he yeah it probably appears about as much as as Davis does if we're gonna go with if it's gonna be a main character it's probably Obi I guess because again nothing really bad ever happens to Obi um and like he he does a good job of with her birthday for the most part you know he kind of goes with what she wants so you know um loser for me I have one go ahead I think the person who went the furthest down from where they started this episode is Rafa. I think Rafa was so sure of himself, confident he wasn't going to sleep with Max. End of episode, what do we see? He's sleeping with a very drugged out Max. Right. I, I, I'm not going to say Rafa because I think Rafa has a has farther to fall basically um I think because he is set up in such a shit situation going into this next episode that I don't want to say he's the loser I'm gonna say Max is a loser because he's kind of just like not having a good time right now and I think we're not going down we're not going to get any better uh coming up either yeah to me Max like started low ended low I think like if you had Rafa stock at the beginning of this, you're still, you're really in the mud. But like, if you had right. Max stock at the beginning of this, you're level. It's fine. Yeah. I just don't think Max is, Max uh, really disappointed me. Where, and like, also so, Zoya, how embarrassing. Yeah, right. Zoya had a, had a, Zoya, but then she bounces back, you know, where Max yeah. has had no bounce back. <laughs> yeah. So as far as predictions, the summary for the next episode is, as Halloween approaches, Julian and Zoya decide to team up. Meanwhile, an incident at a nearby school finds all eyes on Gossip Girl, leading Kate to question her future. This was the summary. This is Miranda talking now, not the thing. Um, This was the summary when I was like, ding, 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 I am correct. Because this, uh, I read this summary before the first episode came out. Ding, ding, ding. I am correct. Kate Keller is Gossip Girl. This was when I knew. Um, Aki intervenes in Max's personal life and Audrey panics over her own. Zoya's new friend has Obi worried. Is Zoya's new friend uh, Milo? I could see that. I don't feel like... I, I don't know. They can't possibly be introducing in a new character, hopefully. But I also didn't think Milo but was going to Zoya needs be... friends. Yeah, I didn't think Milo was going to be around another episode. I to didn't be think so either. I think I feel like this could easily be the end of Milo. Right. I don't think I didn't think we were going to see Milo again, but maybe. I mean, it would definitely be cause for some worry. Yeah, I. Uh, I'm interested about the Aki intervening and in, intervening in Max's personal life, and why isn't Audrey a part of that? I I need Aki and Audrey to be more united and. I know this sounds awful, but I feel I feel like we see Zoya and Obi as a couple interacting and making decisions together as a couple. 
and moving the plot in their couple situation and we see so much for for Aki and Audrey being this couple that has been together the longest we don't see them ever making decisions together and acting as a couple and I want that for with Max because I want that situation to go in the direction I want it to go so yeah absolutely um, I think that's kind of however I, I don't know I hope that next episode is more of an Aki Audrey episode less of a Julian Zoya episode because um, those ones are my favorite yeah I, I definitely agree I wouldn't mind I, I want a more Aki Audrey Max centric episode certainly yeah I just I really like the dynamic there but I also think we need kind of to see more about what makes Aki and Audrey like each other, frankly. Right. And I think that couple decision-making and, and acting as a couple and doing things together as a couple, because Aki and Audrey are always at the same events and places, but they're never together. So I, and Zoya and Obi are always together and talking and talking things through together. And I want that with Aki and Audrey. I want them to not be avoiding each other for an entire episode. Yeah. It'll also be interesting. Well, we had, you know, the first two episodes directed by one person, second two directed by another person. Um, Karina Evans first two, and then uh what's what's her first name? Jennifer Lynch. I almost said Jessica. Um I think the the second two are directed by or the third two are directed by someone else as well. So it'd be interesting to get a new director and see how that might change things. Um, but overall, that's the next episode. I already can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited. Always excited. So if you enjoyed this podcast, do a quick tab over to our Apple podcast page and rate us five stars. We got our first one star review today. So if you're listening to this right now, please leave us a one a five star review because the one star, frankly, made me really sad. Um, and then if you're feeling extra generous, leave us a review as well. Um, yeah, so please leave us a review because it may, will make me feel better. Yeah. And um, talk about our podcast, anyone who will listen. If you have friends who watch the show, we would love if you could tell them that we exist and that we are talking about it too. Um, and yes. if you have anything you want to share or comment with us about the show, you can email us at your one and only source pod at gmail.com, or you can slide into our DMs on Instagram at your one and only source pod. And obviously you can follow us on Instagram also. Yeah, I put up some fun stories today, asking people for their thoughts, asking people who that man was, etc. cetera. <laughs> um, so if anyone knows who that man was, Instagram is the place to tell me. I'm still curious. I won't rest until I know, um, which is not true because I will be going to sleep in an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, I did a whole, I even did like a reverse Instagram search, or not Instagram, a reverse photo search. And I thought it, about it. It just wasn't. It, nothing was coming up for me. I looked at every guest on the Elvis Duran show from the past <laughs> like three years. Right. And I'm like, if I you have can a- tell it's the Elvis Duran show, right, which makes sense because it's Z100, but I'm just like, who the hell is this man? Right. And I like looked up her and the Elvis Duran show to maybe see if there was some picture of just her, like Michelle Trachtenberg. No, but- all of the Michelle Trachtenbergs are photoshopped in. Right. But I was trying to just, I don't know see figures maybe it was just like a random picture that they pulled or whatever but no no I'm and googling Elvis Duran show all guests I'm googling Elvis Duran Yankees hat I'm googling right like, because if I had it, even with the Ben Affleck stuff I'm like oh as soon as I started typing Yankees hat it was nope 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 but 
if I, it's so much easier to work backwards from it, from a general name, but I don't even have a freaking genre to work with. I thought no. music, but I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. I was like, is this Luke Bryan? Like, who is this no, man? I can tell it's you it's not. not. Oh my God. <laughs> Storming. Apparently I didn't know it was supposed to rain. That's I the gods telling us that we've been talking for too right, long. I Bye. thought my house was Thank about you. to collapse. So we're good. <laughs> Bye.